Um, welcome to another episode of the Gap Down Backer Podcast. This will be episode three with us, uh, me and Coach Derry. Um, but we have a special guest today, uh, Coach Eric Vaughn. Um, Coach Eric Vaughn is the mastermind behind the wing rate offense. He is also the offensive coordinator at Castlewood High School. Coach, how you doing? Welcome to the podcast. I'm good, but mastermind, we can leave that off. <laughs> what is the wing rate offense and kind of how did it originate? Um, so I had, you know, played through college and all that jazz and played some arena ball. And when I got back to where I could coach and I was like, okay, I want to coach. I want to, I want to do this thing on the other side of the ball. Um, I went to a, it was a private school here in East Tennessee, Tri-Cities Christian and struggling kind of program. They had been playing eight man. And when I arrived, I was like, let's make the transition into 11 man. And so we started, um, just kind of, I don't know, it was, it was different for the players, right? Because they were so used to eight man. And I don't know if you guys have ever been exposed to the eight man game, but there, there's very like specific things you can do with motion to know if it's man. I mean, like it's easier to hide man coverage with motion in 11 man than it is eight. Right. Cause it's just weird. And, you know, you hear Nate Albaugh talks about it a lot now with, you know, having an even number of men just really messes with you. So it was different in trying to teach them how to do that. And I started looking for answers myself and I had never been in a zone system, you know, zone blocking just has never been my forte. Um, so the easiest thing for me to, to, to grasp onto was going back to wing T roots. And I re I kind of reached out, um, and it was actually through the Huey board, you know, years ago and got a hold of Pat Murphy when he was at Capitol high school. And so put in a lot of the things that he was doing out of the gun, um, evolved my wing T stuff to the pistol, kind of what you see with Rick Stewart now. And in 08, we went to the TAACS state championship, lost, uh, 09 did the same thing, lost, <laughs> but we got there. And then, uh, 2010 was a kind of an off year. And then 11, uh, we, we actually went on and won the NACA national championship for division five schools. And, uh, that's how I kind of evolved the wing raid. Um, it started off with wanting to run the ball and then trying to figure out how to keep guys out of the box, um, to where you're not facing nine in the box all the time. And, uh, you know, I, I never did call it the wing raid until about probably two, three years ago. Um, I was coaching with a team. Um, it was the, well, it was going to be the Tennessee yellow jackets. It was with a uh, league sort of like the XFL, uh, sort of like the, uh, what you would call uh, the AF. What, what was it? 
the oh what was it the AAFL or yeah yeah AAF I think or anyways it was like one of those leagues and so I had got on with um, Tennessee Yellow Jackets and was offensive coordinator there and we had I mean we had a ton of really good guys from different colleges uh, mostly D two some were D one double A I will not call it FCS. I just don't do that. Um, <laughs> just, I can't make the switch and it's still this many years later. Um, but yeah. And, uh, I was running sort of the same system and opened up the playbook a little bit. And, you know, the guys were like, Hey, I like this. This is pretty neat. You know, you know, what's your system? And, I didn't have a name, so it was the merge of the two names. It was Wing T and Air Raid, and I created a nice fancy logo, and now everybody just asked me what it is, and I kind of just, eh, you know. Um, everyone, everyone that's good at something borrows from someone else, right? Every coach borrows, and I did the same from Pat Murphy, and then even all the way up to, to now, there, there are some things I, um, going into this spring, I'm going to do a lot of things that, um, that Kenny Simpson does, Coach Simpson does, like, with his pod practices. Yeah. Um, I'm going to incorporate that, because we're, we're supposed to only have 18 calendar days before we play Ooh. our our first practice is supposed to be february 4th and our first game is february 22nd on a monday monday so monday uh, yeah glorious yeah that's virginia so <laughs> um that's where the wing raid come from i mean it's just kind of uh it's just kind of been this thing that i've grown and grown and grown and um, just kind of evolved into this, you know, and some guys ask me, well, you know, what do you do to combat, um, running wing T systems and you just name it something cool. And then they don't even, they're, <laughs> they're none the wiser. If you don't tell them you're running wing T, they, they don't know. There you go. Now I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I kind of want to build off that because me and you messaged back and forth, and me and Coach Jerry talked about it when I told him I got you on. And um, for those who don't know, what are kind of the base run plays and pass plays that you've kind of take myriad from the wing T and from the uh, air raid? So um, I like I saw obviously Buck, the Buck family is number one pistol and gun. Um, I actually listened to you and or with the coach Sheffer, uh, yeah. when you had him on, I listened to that today and you guys talked about running trap out of gun. And so for me, um, I run the, the, the belly series out of gun as well, yeah. but I, I motion the wing. Okay. So that the same way that my wing, so if we're in pistol, you know, the, the T back, half back, whatever you want to call him for us, we all, I just call it T back. Cause that way they understand it's, it's the T back. You're even with the QB. And anyways, um, 
when it comes to motion in gun, we still run our belly ISO to get my, my traps out of gun. I run belly T or tackle trap back to that three off of the, so it's almost like a cross buck action. So technically <laughs> I can still keep my trap out of gun. Obviously it's not going to hit as fast as pistol trap or under center trap, but the deception is so much better for trap out of that. Um, so pistol run the down series, um, still on that elusive hunt to try to make the down series work out of the gun. But again, it's like trap. It has to hit at a certain, like what you said, and I heard the podcast today has a hit, hit at a certain speed. And if it doesn't, I mean, it's not really down because you're not, you know, you're, you're not getting that good kick out with somebody screaming off of their hip. And so I'm still trying to figure out a way to get that done out of the gun. Uh, but really, if I want to get into the, to that, uh, the belly family is either way, but down is, is out of pistol. Um, I'll run jet out of either one, uh, the whole jet family pretty much out of that. <clears throat> and then when, when I get into motioning either the wing across for trips, right? So if we're talking about our gun, the gun stuff only, uh, the standard stuff that, you know, coach Murphy did years ago when he started that trend is the twins to one side, tight end wing to the other, you know, with fullback over the tackle to the twins. And, um, so I'll just either motion, uh, the wing across to make trips or, um, I'll just align, you know, what we call ACE where it's just one by one with a tight end wing. And technically I call it ACE, but really it gives us trips because you have tight end wing and that flanker. So I can get in. I don't run much. Uh, I have verts in, but I don't run verts from a two by two at all. Um, because we never see, we never see too high. We're never going to see too high at Castlewood. We're never going to see too high. If we see too high, we're going to be in single wing base and we're going to run for however many yards the clock allows us. Right. But, um, all of my verts is uh, number one is outside release. Number two, which is usually the wing, is crossing the free safety with the tight end um, block delay up the seam. Okay. And that's the way I run my verts. I, it's just to pick on that single high is all I want. I just want to occupy him, occupy the corner, and have somebody shoot up the seam. And that's, that's about it. Uh, huge on snag. Snag is, um, that's my beloved play. I love that out of everything. Um, RPO stuff on the backside. I don't, I like to set my guy down and catch that ball and then turn and run. Um, I'm not gone throwing the, the, the one thing that differs from me and coach Simpson is that I will settle my guy in there and catch that ball rather than running a slant on through. Uh, on what he calls peak. Um, I call it re- every time we tag a, an RPO, it's repo for uh, for us. That's what I call repo RPO. And so it's repo sit for us. And that's, 
that's it. I mean, we'll, we'll throw some stick. Um, and uh, I do have some motion stuff uh, for Z cross and Y cross, you know, so we throw, we throw some of that stuff as well. Um, but really, I, w I like to keep it simple, keep it base. Um, I do run shallow. I do like to run shallow just because if I can get the wing on the release um, and what I'll do is I'll, I'll fake to our F coming across and he'll feel and we'll pull the strong side guard, right? So most shotgun wing T guys are a strong side and a quick side, you know, they'll flip flop because it's so much easier for teaching. So our strong side guard will pull, oops, I hit my mic, will pull and, uh, you know, kind of like a waggle for us. And that way we can get the tight end on the shallow and then we can get the, the wing on the dig with the flanker on the post or a post from the twins, either one. Bruce, I kind of want to ask about the, the verticals because man, it's kind of a, well, how do you, t what kind of technique do you do from a defensive side? And, you know, I'm a, I'm a too high guy, um, mm -hmm. but obviously I'm, I'm a gal flank guy. Um, what, what are some of the things that you do to occupy the free safety? Like what, what, what because to me, you know, when done right, you know, I have a, I'll have a corner on a divider mm -hmm. and, and the free safety kind of sits in the middle and then the corner kind of lurks. And also guys, to me, I'm not always worried about a 3D, I mean, a, a number three running vertical because they got a lot of linebacker help. Yeah. Uh, so how, how, how do you, what are some of the things that would help, you know, occupy that free safety on a vertical concept? Well, it depends. If I can get a good free release with my tight end, mm -hmm. I'll let I'll let him cross the the safety's face on the single high. But most of the time, um, we're gonna get somebody in a nine that's just looking to blow him up, right? Just trying to get inside the sure. wing because they know Buck is gonna come, Down's gonna come, whatever you know, whatever whatever we're looking at, that they know something you know along those lines is. So if I can get the tight end on a quick release inside, you know, then I'm good and I'll let him cross the, the face. But most of the time it's going to be the wing who can get vertical quicker. And then that allows the tight end to chip that defensive end, let the running back come over and fill and then get up the seam. So in, in your scenario, it is a number three getting up the seam um, without that linebacker help. So all of my verts are cross, they, they cross like that yeah, and they cross that, on purpose. That makes a lot. Uh, that's a, that's yeah, that's a lot. Now I, I didn't realize they crossed it. And now that, that messes with the cornerback. Yes, quarterback, because the cornerback number, won't be on that divider yeah. anymore. Cause he'll, he'll see his key yeah. going this way. And then he's got one here and you're not counting the same cause there's no one there yet. Yeah, so I, I will also go trips, uh, well, trips over. And so I will bring my twins that are opposite the tight end wing over to the wing side, right? And that gives me a true trips. And then so we'll, we, you know, when we go trips over, anytime it's over, the tight end and tackle swap, right? So the tight end goes to the, to the nub side. So okay. now we have tackle over wing. And I'll draw this up on the interactive board. But the number one, right? Furthest outside 
is hard outside up the up the um up the or not up the hatches but below the numbers on the sidelines all right he's he's got that area number two now in that trips over because now still now you've got twins outside of the wing but we're still in a position to run buck and so now that defensive end really has to do his job but it doesn't matter because that now that's a tackle so now number two in the slot can shoot straight for what i call eyes route right i want you to get in the eyes of the free safety and cross his face and then that leading who now releases like arrow his first two steps are flat and then hard cuts it straight up the hash yeah, well, depending on where you're at on the field. I think I love that. I, I, on our series, I got this from a, a coach that coached all the way up way northern than I did. I got to coach with them one year, and I, and I haven't really had to coach against it. And it never made sense until I saw him do it. He always talked about crossing route to get to the eyes of the free safety, and he always taught him to whip his head to the quarterback yeah. as he did it. And yeah, because stuff like that, dude, I, I've never seen so many. He showed me film. I've never seen so many free safety. Trying yeah, because then they, they, you know, you get that complete drop step open, you know, almost like a, a lineman on a bucket step. I mean, yeah. they're because they're expecting ball. So they're yeah. opening their chest away from what you're yeah. now going to throw on the seam. So that's dope. Yeah. When I saw that for the first time, I was like, that is brilliant. Um, so I, I guess the main thing I want to kind of get to What's your install schedule look like? Uh, are, are, are you? I've always been a install series every day. So if you were in Jets, we were a Jet team, so we, we'd introduce the three complimentary plays outside of that with, with Jet, and then we'd always do trap and down. And then mm-hmm. that, that was what we ran underneath of it. And if we had time, we do belly. Are you something like that, or are you doing uh, formation or what well so i don't really have that many formations um we we at castlewood right now so i'll speak to that uh we run single wing we run pistol wing t so we're so we have base unbalanced single wing and we do a little bit of beast formation um so you know like your three line or your three backs are up on the unbalanced side so we'll run a little bit of that um uh, we're going to run a box series this year that'll be really nice. And it's just literally like, um, imagine on line four to the right. And then you have move your blocking back over to the weak side, your wing to the weak side. And then you have your, what we call the three, um, over to the, like over the attack, like in gun. And then your four, which is kind of the quarterback is taking the snaps so it creates like a box to the weak side so now you have all of your strong side running game on the unbalanced side so we're gonna have that um the easy thing for me is i i don't do series a day i'll go base plays and i spend a ton of time ahead of time so one of the things that i think a lot of coaches should do that that we've done um and I don't know, like, if you guys have ever used Discord, right, for, for gaming. A lot, of, a lot of people use it for whatever, Discord channels and all that. I created a, a Discord for us at Castlewood and then went in and did a bunch of Zoom recordings 
uh, last year. And then I did them this year. Um, well, sorry. <laughs> I didn't do it last year. I did it before we were supposed to play this fall because it feels like last year. And then, But now I've got it in for this coming spring. It just feels like forever since we played football. Um, but, yeah, so I, I spend a lot of time getting them to understand, um, you know, learning the family, right? the lookalikes and, and understanding how the plays evolve from, from that parent play, uh, how each one complements. And then that way, as long as they're really good at the, the base play of every family, every series, the counters and the other stuff off of it become really easy. And the light bulbs, you know, go, they come on a little bit quicker because now they understand what we're doing this play to attack here and when when they shift this is how you know we're jab 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 sucker punch you know right hook whatever you know you want to call it but that's the way that i teach it so i i go base plays first nail those down because if it and especially last year with the short time we had we really i mean we we evolved our wing T pistol stuff later in the year. Um, and it morphed really slowly this year we have, you know, from February 4th to the 22nd first practice and then a game. So <laughs> I, I have, I can't even tell you what the install schedule is going to look like for this year. <laughs> I, I do know what it's going to look like. It's going to look like a lot more gray hair in the mirror on my head. That's one thing because it's just, it's ridiculous. I don't know. I'm not going to rant about that. That's why you just shave but... it like me, Coach, and then it just doesn't become a problem. <laughs> well, I'm trying to hang on to my, my hair as long as possible. Yeah. I've crossed 40, so I'm 41 now. Well, so, hey, mm. it, it, just think of this. At least your hairline doesn't look like Coach Deary's hair. And Coach Deary's, <laughs> no, no, no. And Coach Deary's 24. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, so that's why, like, at 41, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'll keep this. I'm not going to shave. <laughs> yeah. We let the, uh, the young assistant shave his head after beating the uh, county rival last year that we hadn't beat since the 80s. Well, or, no, he didn't shave his head. He shaved his beard, which is even worse. I kind of I want to build off this because, I mean, I've, like so we messed back for about questions and stuff so we could all prepare and forget about that. I kind of want to build off this because you talked about – I mean, your practice schedule is evolving for the spring, and obviously COVID right now makes it just pain on all of us. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend it doesn't. But how do you coach, especially new coaches or coaches in your system, to prepare them? I think that's always an underrated thing with the wing tee and just offensive systems in general, actually. Um, and then kind of – and then, yeah, let's just start with that, and then I'll hit the next two questions. Um, so, like I said, we came in last year and – we had four weeks or so before we played and we did as much as we could with our assistance. Um, but it was just literally every chance that I had every second that I had to try to get them chalk time after, you know, um, uh, workouts or two a days 
or practice or whatever. I just constantly was evolving. Over quarantine, I signed some reading material and gave them the, um, you know, Delaware wing tee order of football and said, you know, read this, understand this, you know, you don't have to memorize the book, but just, you know, it's quoted as the wing tee Bible, so to speak. So I just said, Hey, learn about the game. And what was beautiful is we were running single wing. And so it was easy for him to see how the single wing, you know, historically evolved into the wing T when, you know, Dave Nelson uh, took it and, you know, took the buck series from the single wing and then turned it into the buck series that we know now in the wing T. So kind of teaching that. And then the kids, you know, you would think the kids would, 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 um, be like, Oh my God, this is so ancient or like, you know, cause I told them, I was like, Hey, you know, this offense has been around since blah, blah, blah. I mean, I can't remember the date, but it's like 18. Um, it's like 1890 something or 1920 ish. It's like somewhere in those, that range was when the, the single wing like officially became whatever. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until 1950 ish you know other there might be some people that watch this and just absolutely grill me on this one <laughs> but the date the dates are they're out right so but that's general timeline so i was just telling them like this offense you're learning things you know because a lot of people at the high school level uh when they run spread they never learn like they'll run gt counter but they never know the origins of it and so for our kids they actually liked the idea that what they're doing has been ran that long. Like they, they kind of flipped the other side and it was, it was weird for me. It is like, how many kids look at, you know, I mean, kids are dumb. They they watch NFL or Mm -hmm. especially college and they see five wide doubles, nothing, a lot of 10 personnel. And they're like, why don't we do something? And then if they don't understand the offense, like, you talk about, I mean, it's amazing. Just me studying my first year coach and how much the wing tee has evolved. But now you're teaching the kids, hey, this isn't what you're running. This is how much it's evolved to. They're like, oh, we're not running an offense that's 60 years old. You know what I mean? They can yeah. kind of process like, okay, we could be running this. This is how much it's evolved and how, like, just new it is. And I, I think, honestly, I never even thought about how brilliant that is. Cause I mean, I, I, I coached at a place where the wind team was ran there for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple the coaches kind of got ran out. They wanted to spread mm-hmm. and they're kind of struggling right now on offense, but the, they never knew. They never, they always thought that wind team we ran and we ran a 90 year old offense. And I was like, that's so far from the truth. But like the kids in the community just didn't understand that, especially the kids. And I've never even thought about giving them a book and saying, this is how much we learn about it. Um, so I used that one, one of the things though, and it depends school to school, right? The kids that are at Castlewood, you know, that's a smaller town, um, where the kids are very, it's very blue collar, very hardworking. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of farmland. 
So you've got kids there who uh, are up working with no family on the farm at 5.36 a.m. and then go to school and then work out and then practice and then whatever, and then go home and help close it out. And so their mentality was a big contributor to us being able to create an identity around an offense that is built to be a sledgehammer, right? So like when you take hardworking kids from hardworking community and you get them to buy in on that, you know, and that was one of the things I did. I, I asked the boosters, the the parents, I said, I, I don't, I don't know where we can get one, but I want a big, huge blue sledgehammer and they carried it out on the field and we'll, we'll continue to do it next year or in the spring. But it became this thing that they polarized around, right? And it was different with Tri-Cities Christian because that that was a whole different type of kid, right? It's a different community. That's uh, a lot of parents paying tuition and and things. And so that was was more of a had had to prove to them schematically, right? Because... Also, you know, it is affluent kids that are there, but there's scholarships available and all these things. But then also, those are really smart kids. So not only do you do you get them to understand what you're doing, but you also have to say, okay, this is why we're doing it. Because they're going to ask you the questions about, well, if we're doing this and this guy comes, you know, and all the things and like they're processing in the way that they would do with their, their schoolwork, you know, you have to be able to say, well, that's why this play exists, right? You know, uh, crisscross on buck. That's why it exists. You know, trap for buck. That's why it exists. So, yeah. All right. Uh, but okay. I don't remember where we got off on that, but <laughs> I know that you had asked about install. Yeah. Um, it's, Base plays first, and then you know build the, the counters and and everything else off of it. I'll tell you what, I I jotted that down because that is really smart. I like that. All right, can, can I continue with that? Um, obviously base plays counters. Now, what does your typical practice schedule look like? How much time you get? And then kind of what are they out? And I sent this to you because this is where I'm always kind of curious because I know like Kane Simpson has his own little like the pods and stuff like that. What are the absolute must drills that you need? your position coach done, done as a gr- in group periods. Like, again, we, me and you message back and forth. Like, I mean, I love scheme to death, and we'll get to scheme here in a minute. But, like, if you, I don't know how the coaching points, and I don't know kind of the drills to develop that play. It's kind of pointless. It, 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 it yeah. really is. So, kind of like, how, what is your practice schedule like? How do you practice it? And then kind of what are your absolute drills that need done for either you or your position coaches? All right, well – just like everybody else, Monday is install day. Uh, if we're talking about in season, correct? Correct, sir. Okay. Yeah, Monday's install day for that week, which for us is um, well, this this year it won't be uh, new stuff. Last year we were adding new plays throughout the season because we had to, right? We only had that short amount of time to install uh, the base. of of what we ran and so we only we lost three seniors from last year um only one of them played both ways and 
was a good contributor uh, running the ball, but we return everyone. So this year's practice is going to look a lot different for us because we have all of our offensive line back, all of our backfield back, everything back on defense except for um, um, a defensive end and an outside linebacker, and that's it, and one corner. But we, we rotated him. So, like, we, we, we have everything back. And so Monday's install – um, walk through. I am big on chalk it, talk it, walk it, run it. Right. So that's, that's big for me. Chalk it, talk it, walk it, run it. That uh, I am huge on that. A lot of guys will get out and they'll just, you know, they'll have a play or whatever. I'm, I'm not that way. Uh, Mondays for us, if I've got something that I want them to see, if it's game specific or whatever, before we hit the field on Monday, I'll draw it up and literally show it to them. I'll have it drawn up before they get in. Uh, Cause I'm not a teacher. I'm non faculty, but I'll have it drawn up before they get in. And then when they get there, they'll see it. Um, and then we talk it, then we go out, we walk it so that they understand the flow of everything and blah, blah, blah. Because a lot of times in wing T there's timing, you know, blah, 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 especially with the blocks. So <clears throat> big deal for me that that's the, the way I do it. Tuesday is a hard hit day for us. Wednesday is hard hit day for us. Um, we're big on going all out. Um, unless we, unless we get thin, um, we pretty much are full board. Um, we'll run our, well, Castle's a little small, so, you know, we have a lot of two-way players. So we'll go, you know, starting O against the best we got um, for for our scout D, and then same thing, best we got O against our first D. Um, and we script, we script practice um, only in periods, uh, not really plays. Uh, I like to call practice the same way that I'm going to call a game so that they get used to uh, if something works in practice and we bust, you know, a 10 yard or 15 yarder up the middle on trap, you know, green light, green light, get on it, go. I'm going to run the same thing and then come back with a bug sweep off pistol or whatever, you know, however you want to coach your system and what you do. But the way that I do it is that I want, I'm always big and, one of the things that I do not do, I refuse to interrupt, um, whether it's group uh, or team, to do fine coaching. I'll pull the kid aside later <clears throat> and go over it with him. But I don't want if, – if there's an issue in Indy, I tell everybody to address it. But if it's in group or team, I don't want to waste time – going over that thing that should be addressed in Indy addressed it the next day. Right. But if it's Wednesday, you know, we definitely have to hit it after practice. You know, why are you taking this step? Why are you doing this? <clears throat> and just, you know, recap it, um, as the best that we can. Okay, coach. Now I kind of want to start in scheme. That's where you have the interactive board. I'll share my screen so that way everybody can see it. But I, I, 
I mean, and Coach Jerry will chime in here as well. But there's there's kind of like four main things I want to I want to bug you about. Um, obviously, Buck and Belly are kind of the fundamental wing T plays. We'll hit that. I've started literally loving Snag, and you talked about it a little bit earlier. I want to kind of pick your brain on that. And then obviously, you kind of see here, Down's already part of our logo. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I have to hit on Pistol Down. And, and I, when I told De Coach Deary about that, he got excited when we were talking Pistol Down. So, um, I mean, you can start where you want to start. I mean, if you want to go Belly, if you want to go um, – yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm drawing on my iPad, so yeah, whatever you want, whatever uh, so you want to do. Let's just start with belly from the gun and kind of coaching points, rules, kind of where, however you want to go into that. Um, for those people listening on audio, he'll he'll kind of break some stuff down, but the visual will be on YouTube as with most of this. Um, but yeah, Coach Vaughn, you, I mean, now, go ahead. okay, yeah. So for us. Um, <laughs> And, and I'm speaking for Castlewood right now, right? Um, I've seen other things, but I'm just going to show you. We always get a six-man front, no matter who. Pretty much, it, they'll try something for about half a quarter. Um, and I told the players when we came last year, I said, guys, you you know, that's when I was stressing the rules of blocking. Um and I was telling him, you know, what you see in front of you is going to change five or six times in a game just because the way that we bounced, especially towards middle to end of the season last year, um, we would see all kinds of different crazy stuff. So <clears throat> we'll see this right here a lot. That right there. So if, and again, um, this is why I wanted to run the uh, belly series out of gun because now we've got an easy, and so you can call, I don't know, whatever your tags are for blocking. Uh, for us, it's fold, right? So X-ray, X-block is outside man down, fold is inside man out. So we will fold it this way and wrap either we'll chip that nose. Uh, we've got a senior center this year, so he should be pretty good. But so we can either chip down on that nose. And when we run our, our belly, um, and so for us, it's belly ISO. I know a lot of wing, if I don't call it belly XB cross block, whatever, you know, some guys get frustrated or get, you know, whatever, but for us, they just know it as belly ISO. And we do the quick motion and it's down and that's the aiming point. Now, when we run it, our backside, we're what we call a cutoff. So it's inside rip. We're inside gap rip this way. Okay. Right. And that way, what I was talking to you before we started, um, sets us up so that if, we need to we just climb we climb and then now we 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 fake and now we're just tackle trap and we come off of that and we're bending okay 
So, so to that backside tackle, if I catch him, you know, if he sees the guy rip through, he's taught to squeeze and chase, right? If I catch him sitting, if he gets tired of watching us run belly and he just sits there, then that's when belly T's coming and we'll use this guy uh, this year. Uh, that tackle, the quick tackle is, um, I mean, he cut way down. He's like almost 200 pounds um, as fast as some of our running backs, about six foot one. Um, so I'm excited to see him light somebody up on that play. But that's belly for us. Um, and then I don't want to get too, let me use my undo. So belly, ISO is our base play that we teach. Um, the belly T is the counter. Uh, we will also do um, belly snag where we'll inside release, right? So that the influence, uh, this guy's eyes on the shoot route. And then he just bends that corner and then we set right there. So we get the same motion with that dive to occupy here. So now we get that read with that invert that's rolled down. He has to either sit, you know, if he wants to slow play it, then we'll throw it to the flat now. Uh, but if he wants to cover the flat like he should, or, you know, depending on coverage, but we only see one high cover three. So, I mean, if yeah. we see anything else, I mean, we've covered that enough, but <laughs> Snag for us looks like that. Okay. Well, that looks good, Coach. I mean, is there? I mean, what are your kind of coaching points for the snag route there and the, uh, I mean, corner? So what I want, uh, corner, I want inside release. If you feel him leave you, bend the corner now, right? If you feel, if you feel that guy leave to the flat, if, he, if he's eyeing that shoot route like he should, for the snag route, I want you at six yards deep replacing number two, right? So I don't I don't want him to te technically replace the defender. I want him to replace number two because what also we will get sometimes, you know, and you can bubble screen it, but we'll get a walk down where he starts to split the difference. And then when, when he's splitting the difference to help with belly, you know, we also have the, um, the bubble where we'll run belly and then we crack block that. Well, you can't crack block, but you know what I'm talking about. And then we backpedal the bubble and we'll let him be one-on-one -on -one because anyone that we face, this guy is usually, um, our corners that we face are usually the same distance as the free safety. And that's usually we, we never seen corners and a free safety past 12 yards was the deepest that we seen last year. The free safety at least, but the corners that hang back, we never get the roll up. We, we've, we played one team that, um, we, we could have beaten them, but we, uh, being a young team, we turned the ball over, had a bunch of fumbles, um, and just come up short. But 
they played us. They locked up man coverage anytime that we would go uh, like double wing trips stuff. So, um, but yeah, that's snagged for us. And then also, um, I'll show you uh, same thing. If I was talking about that trips over where now our Y is here and the tackles here. And now you've got trips here, same thing. <clears throat> so however they want to cover this, it's going to be the same thing inside release. If you feel him leave you bend now to get in that corner's way, replacing number two, and then we're running the shoot right off the line. And so that's the way I'll do it with the same play fake here. Filling. And that way we get a good ride pop off. And now we've got that natural pocket and then we'll always run that route to tie up that free safety. Okay. Because if, if the free safety rolls with him and we do hit this, he knows that he's got the clean shot opposite hash and go. Okay. And that's just, what, what do you teach a uh, quarterback if they give you cloud support to a trips, you know, so that corner kind of just sits in the flat. Um, now this would have to obviously be out of a too high concept. Um, but I, I can tell you things that I've done is since I have, I, I play something pretty similar, uh, other than, um, I would just put a three tech to a, away from the tight end and go one, uh, pretty much a six and then an outside backer. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's sometimes I'd play a free highs and not apex this guy, but I would stack him, put him in maybe, I don't know, a 60 alignment and I would cloud him underneath the snag route. Let my corner squat and play uh, the flat and corner and then roll my safety over top and play the corner. You know what I mean? And just kind of cloud it. How would you teach your quarterback or instance if they came out with that sort of coverage? So you're talking about just a rolled down? Yeah, it's almost like a too high look. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, if I seen that, we would just check verts. Okay. I mean, straight. Yeah. I mean, I we I, just you freeze, freeze. Cloud, but you, you, at the same time, man, it, it's also hard to. It's, in theory, you can cover verts, but in theory, it doesn't always translate. Yeah, because what we would do is same play action, same pull, right? Same everything. He's dead to rights there, so he's opposite hash, right? Yeah. And then he is hard outside release, and then two steps up the scene. So somebody somewhere has to. Yeah, or they got to play. In theory, the corner got to play two and one zone, but this being so late getting out there, you'll never see him. Yeah. If it and doesn't this, happen right away, we'll never see it. I teach this right here, um, first step flat, and then 45 to push so that we get definite turn. Mm -hmm. Because if they are playing cloud or quarters, if we ever were to face that, I just want him locked. Sure. I want him locked and I want him to cross with eyes in the backfield because again, um, one of the tough parts for this kid right here, uh, 
at that backer that's apex or not apex, but inverted down is he has to look, is that really buck? Right. Because if that's buck sweep, you know, we all know that. And I will even kick this guy. Well, we'll come down, kick here and wrap. So for him, he's, he's the guy that's, that's uh, in conflict the most there. And I really wish this didn't look like uh, you're a good coach. Chickens crash. I I do have a question as as you kind of continue with this. How long do you tell that wing or t- on these on this vert concept or tight end, depending on what your formation is, to delay that release down the seam? Now, what do you tell? Or what is the coaching point for? Is it, is it well, one thousand two one thousand count? Is it sell the block for this? Is it do this steps? How how do you teach that part? Uh, I want it to look like arrow. I want it to look like what we would just call straight arrow to the flat. Um, because I'm not going to draw all that, but if we have tight end wing or sorry, tight end wing, and then our twins are over, you know, for this, for this wing, I want arrow because we're still, it looks almost, I mean, we're not going as hard inside, but if we get inside release, that's still flood. So even on verts, I still want it to mirror the same look in the first two steps where that kid looking at the backfield has to make the decision. Is this buck? Because this guy's screaming at me. Is it, if it's not, then, you know, what do I do? And he has to decide that in two steps because by the third step, it's crossover left or it's open right crossover left third step is right foot in the ground so that's what i i want is i'm really big you know wing t to the core like i said um lookalikes everything lookalike i want everything lookalike all right and can i continue with that i mean what is your buck sweep? The rules on it? Was that look kind of look like? I, I I mean I neither one of us, me or Coach Jerry, pretend to be buck sweep masters by any means. Like we're big on belly jet, uh, and we'll get down here in a minute. But um, I've been on. I mean I've ran. We don't really run buck right now. We probably will run a little bit more next year. Um, and then when I was at Fairfield Christian, we ran a crap town buck uh, before our stud got hurt. So kind of what, what does that look like for you guys out of the gun? And again, I'm just going to put what we see because that's what we see. <clears throat> now, last year, that kid at the wing was the fastest kid in the district. Um, he was the fastest kid in the district as a sophomore. His junior year, this past year, obviously didn't get to have track, so he did he, you know, but he's maybe, well, he's been lifting hardcore for his senior year, but I think he was about 155 pounds last season. So we had a really hard time pinning down anybody that they lined up in a nine. So what I'm going to do this year, if we get this, is I'm just going to release him here. We're going to come down, down, all right? And again, uh, touch and cloth, scrape and paint, whatever you call it, 
<clears throat> I want the upfield shoulder touching cloth to dig that guy out. All right. And even if we hit him square and it's a stalemate right there, that's all. Now, if we get another guy, if we move our speedy guy out here in the slot, which we may do, we got a wrestler. Um, this kid is just, he's a strong, you know, any, any kid that you have that's in wrestling is just always going to be dirty in the wing tee because uh, they understand leverage, right? They live in that world. So if we do, we'll collapse this down, you know, almost like a double team running through to this backer. But drop step, touch cloth, dig this guy out. Our center does a good job with one-on-ones. And then we're going to take and get a little bit of depth, uh, like a 45 uh, on the drop step. And then we're aiming to sprint up and what we call a J or a U, whatever you want to call it, different guys call it whatever, but it's a U block, J block, whatever. We want him looking inside for that free safety because, again, for us, this guy is usually below 10 yards. So that's one of those things. And then, again, we will run um, – on the back side, if we are RPO, we'll lock this guy. Um, if we run um, regular buck, we can chip and run off to this backside backer um, or the old school touchdown block where we'll punch him. And if this guy's non-reactive or if we've thrown that RPO behind him and he's pl slow playing it, We'll tell him to chip and run that touchdown block looking for that backside corner over here. And then we are uh, open crossover plant and we're trying. And this is one of those things where Coach Simpson and I are very similar on is the, the towel in the back of the lineman trying to get to where you can touch it, reach it, yep. you know, be right up on his back. But I'm, I, I want that really true uh, bend. You know, I'm not really focused. A lot of purists want that, you know, 90 cut. I'm not really looking for that in the pistol or the gun. I'm, I want it to, to hit as fast as possible. And I want him to run it almost like he's running the, you know, the 200 meter or the relay. I want him leaning into it churning going as fast as he can because this quick guard is taught that when you make that turn the first thing you see you run through it and even if you whiff you forced him to pick a side and and our back we teach to be so close that if he picks a side then we just cut opposite if the the quick guard runs through and the back gets tackled right there it's because the back made the wrong decision and he gets fussed at, not the quick guard. The quick guard's job is just to blow through as fast as you can, make somebody make a decision, and then we go opposite. Okay. Is RPO the main way you hold that backside backer on buck sweep? Uh, no, because I'll run crisscross um, as well. The crisscross counter 
which you know everyone knows, but also we will run uh, what we call quick power as well, right? So this is where we will get a double on the nose and then we'll just base out, we'll step and base, get your butt to the hole. And when we run quick power, it's just Q for quick, quick for Q, right? Quarterback. And we'll run it in quick talking about, so we have strong side and quick side. And then all we're doing is running that buck path and we get that down block double on the nose lets this backside backer feel, you know, that movement and to hold him, we'll just run quick power right, right off of that with a quarterback. Hmm. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. That's, that, that's, like the, that's always my wonder with that. Is, I mean, cause I know a lot of people RPO that backside or do crisscross, but mm -hmm. that's a nice little other that, adjustment for that. that just to go quick power. Um, because really, honestly, you're putting the ball in the same place and yeah. Um, this year I've got a kid who was all conference as a corner, a defensive back cornerback who was going to be taking snaps for us at the, the four quarterback in the single wing stuff, but in that quarterback position in the pistol and the gun. So he's got, he's athletic, he's got wheels. Um, and he's just gonna He's going to just be a junior this year. So. I'm excited to see what he does on this, but yeah, that, that is my, um, that's my kind of combat. If I'm, if I'm not feeling putting the ball in the air, um, because look, RPOs do take time, but it, this is the easiest RPO in, in the history of the world for me. And, and if, if, if I can get the kids at Castlewood, to do this and they've done it very well where they sit down and all you're doing is you step left and you point the ball right at his crotch and if he crosses the ball right if he's to that side chasing then we just pull drop our foot because both right now we don't have a left-handed quarterback thank god because that thing changes everything up the natural footwork <laughs> off this is drop your right foot and then fire the ball in there. That's about an eight yard throw. And that's why I differ from coach Simpson and a couple others who run, you know, that throttled down peak route. I would rather just go ahead and make the eight yard throw, which ends up being about a four to five yard pass. That's complete. He catches it. If he catches it and falls down, it's the same as running trap. It's the same as running belly. It's the same as running whatever we've ran that gets us four to five yards, and I'm good with it. And I tell them that if you throw it and it's four to five yards, I'm good with it. If you hand it off and you could have thrown it for four to five yards, I'm still good with it because I gave you that option. Right. Now, so, uh, do you have any hot, like, hot reads? Like, if you see that guy blissing, is this guy, is the number two guy in the twins ever reading the backer? And if he sees that he blitzes, just go and replace him. Do you guys have anything like that? Or do you just always tag the snag route to go with it? Um, no, I don't have any hot reads. Um, I, I just, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll just be honest. I don't trust him. 
don't know why Drew asked. So it's a little bit we more. Last year, yeah. and our quarterback was at like four, and our fullback was at like seven. Oh no, heck no! Holy moly! Yeah, yeah. I said holy shit! He might as he might as well run trap from the gun. <laughs> so I was sitting there like, man, I'm gonna back that back. I bet I could scrape scrape over top and still make the play for two yards. That's our so ahead. So yeah, if I get under front now, listen though, if I get under front and we did see this first round of the playoffs, and I I I burn them with down, but they they kept they stayed in it. And so to prove a point, I still went X-ray. And then I went slow-mo across, open up. And it was like a 30-yard run sometime in the second quarter, just belly iso out of the pistol with that cross block. Yeah. And, so, and, and I'll tell you the philosophy because I, I live when I face the win two teams. We last try to do it. I knew from a philosophy standpoint when I went under that I was giving up belly and trap to the weak side. Mm-hmm. And but I, I was able because I knew when TK should be see it. So I spent a lot of time practicing belly and trap to the weak side. The strong side, I said, we're going to probably get down because it protects these two gaps right here. And I said, so we're going to get down to this, and we'll probably get some kind of a, a fold action to the backside. Um, definitely a lot of motion over to the belly, you know what I mean, to try to get number aspect. But I do think the one benefit from what I had success with, I, I, I never really – no one ever really tried to hit belly on me to the weak side, which I always thought was surprising. But something that quick I thought was pretty good, the little cross action right there. Yeah. It just happened so fast, man. I mean, this is a tough film. Uh, what yeah, do you this... teach? Put us inside. Do you, do you teach just how, how do you teach a scraping guard over top? So this guy, the the quick tackle, is gonna straight flat open, and he's just gonna wash it down. Mm-hmm. He's okay. just gonna he's gonna straight wash down, and even if he stalemates him, that's fine. Uh, because and and if I and again because formations are limited my guys aren't sitting like their picture doesn't change a lot right so if we know because i'll also run jet off of this this guy no matter what he's been taught he's got the outside so he's taking that outside rush lane to be you know the force and so that opens up it just becomes a bucket step and push, and then it's just a natural yeah. lane that we just come in and we take that outside in approach. That way, if he scrapes over, we're still going to hit it. And if we hit it square, I just want a two way go. And just like, you know, I drew up belly in uh, the gun, it's inside rip, cut off, inside rip, cut off, inside rip, cut off not really worried, especially if we're an under and we get that four or five on the outside or on the strong side. They're not really worried about that that much. <clears throat> and then we'll have, you know, the belly sweep. Cause if I catch, if they are in the, in the under front with n- nobody, we're going to run belly till he squeezes. And then once he squeezes, he yeah, gets hooked. It. And then now we, we just fake turn the back and give that belly sweep. We're cracking 
the free safety and we want to make that kid make the tackle. Sure. Uh, that's, see, that's a, that's something I haven't really been challenged on. Um, but, but I will say we, I, I, one thing I was not really ready for is when, uh, and it really wasn't belly. It was, uh, they would motion the wing over like a shuffle motion and they blocked out on the three tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of do like almost like a fold actually. It was pretty badass. He uh, he blocked down on this three tech and they fold to the play side and this shuffle motion kicked this guy out. And they just I mean I, I called it belly because the concept of it, but it was incredible. That's something I wasn't even remotely prepared for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, man, they picked my butt there. I couldn't stop it. They was they were running for five yards, four yards, but and the only reason why I was doing it is I had two inside linebackers that were incredible uh, there, uh, no other reason i mean that should have been 18 yard gains and i, I had no idea how to stop it so but I, I never thought about running belly swoop to that yep so belly that's swoop to pretty, that under and is, that's probably is, next thing in the arsenal if i could figure out how to stop that belly play but i wasn't able to stop the belly play so i didn't get to yeah. that that's pretty good and so for you guys when we talked about down um i'm gonna run quick motion underneath almost like a strong jet arc release he's got that and then we're gonna down and then if we need to chip we can but he's running through to that and then we're same as the buck sweep so like um our power um block is the same for this guy when he does our down is the same as the buck sweep Right, so our trailer in buck sweep, we block it the same if we run power out of our base single wing or power out of uh, pistol. Now, one thing that I am thinking about doing is I'm thinking about moving my other back to like where, where you know, he's at three, so toes are at three, toes are at five, and then having this guy at like four. You think about going like down option look at out of that or Yeah. So that now we go here, right? And so now he has to widen fast. So that, that motion and we as soon as he leaves the vision of the quarterback, that's when we snap the ball. And now we get that hard angle. Well, uh, that's a little bit, you know, inside hip of the tight end is where you're trying to run, and then you got that bend if you can bounce if you can type deal wanting him to make the tackle but yeah um and i'm thinking about doing this putting both of those backs back at either four both of them at four or both of them at five because i haven't been very good as a wing t guy and just wing t coach period at really doing a good job at running power. We run power really well out of our single wing sets, right? Which power or the six play out of single wing is, is like buck is to wing T right. Once you have that six play, everything evolves off of it. The count, the, you know, the, 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 the weak power, the 23 power and all the things, all that jazz. Right. So, I want to move guys back so that I can be better at power because it's, it's something that we invest a lot of time in 
But last year when we um, kind of went into that single wing T, I didn't have power. We ran it like a couple of times, but it was never good. But it was my fault because I was trying to play, you know, that guy at the standard like quarterback depth instead of in my mind thinking, well, if I just step him back a little bit or even to five yards, you know, that's a much better angle. And then that's the same angle for him that he's taking out of the gun for buck sweep. So for him, it's the same exact play. Like it's the same exact track. So now it's lookalike for him, maybe not lookalike for the defense, but it's something that I don't have to teach him new steps. He already knows those steps. So yeah, it's just something that I'm looking at doing this year in the spring to try to, you know, double my output from, from one small change. I'll tell you, if you're kind of interested in doing a power, I think the one thing that uh, I did my first place coach at power, um, we had a a pretty reluctant old school Delaware wing T kind of guy. And he always just preached, Buck needs to look like power. And I said, no, it doesn't. I said, who cares? Uh, And we finally kind of did it where we double teamed everything. Um, Like if we got a three tech to, like if we're playing an off front, we got a three tech to the tight side, we did what we called a togo, which was a tackle guard. Uh, We'd have a tackle guard uh, combo block. Um, The the tight end would be got down backer, and then the the center would block back on the one tack, and the guard would pull and J block around. If we got an under front, then we had what we called a grease, which was guard center combo, and a top, which was a tackle. You know what I mean? And we just plugged the B-gap. Yeah. Uh, but double team delivering crap out of pop. The teams can't stop it. If I don't go to moving that guy back, which I probably will, if I do leave it uh, even with the quarterback, I've thought about doing something that you just mentioned about making power look like Buck. It's not going to be. It's not going to be like trap where you can't sure. tell. You can't tell the two plays apart in the first three steps, but. Fullback has that banana pa- uh, path to kick out anyways. Mm-hmm. Taking the, the cue, opening with his backside foot, right? So so, you, so you're almost like perpendicular to the line and then spinning off with the underneath handoff here so that it looks like down, but then it's power. Yeah, that's pretty good. I haven't ran that yet, but that's something that I've been kicking around that if I don't make the change, that's one way that I can give power. That's incredibly deceptive, too. Yeah, still still maintaining the same path for that back that he runs on all the other stuff, but gaining more deception. Because power, the only deceptive part of power when you're under center is that when this quarterback reverse pivots and sprints out and and gives him the ball, you know, the only deception is anybody that's inverted over here that has backside has to think for a second, is it power or is it power pass or what am I doing with this? I can occupy the eyeballs of pretty much anybody in this range right now. Anybody that's there is going to, 
buzz step for a second, think about it. And if I can get them to think about it, then I can, I can get my kids to where I need them to be. All right. Well, coach, I'll kind of wrap it up there. Um, again, I appreciate you coming on. Um, if, if coaches want to get a hold of um, Coach Vaughn here, I'm going to look at it so I don't make sure I don't say anything wrong. Or um, You can find him on Twitter, at WingRaidCoach. Um, I, I know Coach is also working on his own uh, Wing T podcast and his variation of that. Uh, make sure when that does come out, check it out. Um, but Coach, I mean, Coach is very easy to get a hold of. Again, check him out on Twitter. Um and then if you're a part of any like the Facebook Wing T groups, Coach is also in there as well. Um, and Coach, I, I thank you for coming on. Coach Derry, good seeing you again. Um, that is episode three of the um, Got Down Backer podcast. And uh, we will see you next time. Thank you.